It's so great to be with you today. My name's Steve. If we haven't met, I reckon we could be friends. I've just decided, as I got a bit older, I reckon we could be friends. Um, if at the end of this, you don't want to be my friend, there's no pressure. Uh, I'm part of the team here, uh, and uh, today you get to listen to me as we continue on our series. Now, I want to let you know we're, we're uh, speaking to all of our campuses today, uh, online as well today, so we want to welcome them. So come on, why don't we welcome North today? It's great to have you guys with us today. Tim and Jim's amazing team out there. Tuakoa with us today, and we want to give them a great big hand. And everyone online, come on, why don't we give all of you a great big hand as well today? So amazing to have you with us, whether you're on holiday, whether you're just joining us for the first time, or whether at the moment that's the way that you can tune in with us. It's so great to have you with us here today. And whether you're in a room with us today, or whether you're online, I believe God would want to speak to you. You know why I believe this? Because I think God wants to speak to people. I think as we've already heard, or we heard in prayer meeting today, God loves us. And he wants to chase us down and show us that love in an amazing way. Hey, today, I want to uh, let you know we're continuing, continuing on. It'd be great if the guy up the front could get his words right. That would be very, very helpful. We're continuing on uh, our Holy Spirit uh, theme. And so today, we're talking about the power gifts, which sounds really cool. And at the same time, maybe just a little bit scary. Now, we've been talking over the last little while. I want to let you know, if you visited us last week and Easter was your first week, uh, we're going to talk, be talking about the Holy Spirit and the gifts that the Holy Spirit's, uh, Spirit gives us. That comes straight off the back of Easter, okay? I want you to understand, last week we were talking about how Jesus came, lived an incredible life, gave his perfect life for my broken life. He died on the cross and then rose again. And if I would exchange my broken life for his perfect life, then I can live in eternity with him. It's an amazing, amazing gift. And then for a little bit, Jesus is on this planet with the disciples and then he says, I'm about to go. And just before he goes, he leaves these parting words, go and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. So if this is your first or second week along on the journey, don't worry, you haven't missed out on too much, and a whole lot of the messages are online, so you can go and catch up. I want to let you know that, God, that Jesus knew if we were going to live this life, we needed the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about these gifts of the Spirit, and they're broken into three groups. The first uh, three is what we speak or what we say. Yeah, they're those ones that we get to speak out. The next three that we've been talking about are the ones that we know, what we know. And the last week, sometimes called the power gifts, uh, is the ones we do. I'm not sure about you, but I'm pretty excited about those ones. And at the same time, a little bit scared of those ones. You with me? Only Michael laughed awkwardly. You know, like that nervous laugh? That's kind of how sometimes we can feel about it. Can I have that Rubik's Cube? I don't know uh, what generation you're from, but this, this thing here popped up uh, when I was a little bit younger. And sometimes you go to places and you will see a Rubik's Cube sitting kind of somewhere like this. Sometimes what they do is you see that someone's pulled off all of the things and tried to swap them around. Yeah, I know you. And, uh, and you see it like that. And, and, and Rubik's Cube, if I was to ask you a question north online, I mean, you might be sitting in a cafe, but you can put your hand up. In this room, if you've ever been somewhere and thought, wouldn't it be cool just to pick that up and do it in front of everybody, put your hand up. Yeah, if you just thought it would be cool just to like pick, yeah, fantastic. I know some of you are a little bit shy. 
But wouldn't it be just cool, like, just to go in? That's been sitting there for, in a kid's, like, you know, toy box sort of thing. And you just kind of pick it up there and you just kind of, like, you just do a little bit of work on it for a couple of minutes and then you just put it back there. Don't say anything. Just kind of walk away and everyone's like, oh my gosh, how did that, did you just change the stickers on it? Over my uh, Christmas holidays, uh, I was, had that moment where I just saw a kid's one of these and I was like, I want to do that. And so being me, I decided I would do that because I, I had this thought. I reckon it's just a series of algorithms that I have to learn. Anybody that knows how to do the Rubik's Cube? Any, three, a few people at North, brilliant. Uh, I, of all of the people who want to do the Rubik's Cube, one more time, who can do the Rubik's Cube? I've got like a little hand. It's, like, it's not embarrassed. You shouldn't be embarrassed by that. You should have your hand up nice and high. Of all of the people who think it would be a great idea to just be able to turn up and just roll that out and put it down, only a few people put their hand up for actually doing it. So I decided I want to be one of those people. And so I just started learning it and I was on our holiday and my kids were like, oh, that annoying noise of where everything that's happening, I'm just doing this Rubik's Cube. And after about two weeks, I worked out that I could do the Rubik's Cube. I'm not going to do it because I need to concentrate. And I can't do both. I'm a guy. I can't do two things at once. And so, uh, but I can do it in about, my, my kids at, uh, at home every now and again, they'll just see this line around somewhere and they'll, they'll mess it up and then they'll just throw it to me. And, um, and then I reckon in about four to five minutes, usually I can get it done now. Got to think about it, but I can get it done. I think maybe these gifts of the Holy Spirit are a little bit like that. When we read about them over the last few weeks, we've heard Pastor Michael preach messages, uh, Pastor Jay preach messages, Sheridan. We've just heard people preaching these messages and we're like, that's really great. I would like to do that. And then the cube sits in the kid's like toy box. I reckon that we could be a church We could be a people who, when we read these scriptures, when we look at these gifts, we're not just someone who says, oh, that would be amazing. I'm inspired when someone says that they prayed for someone and they got healed. I'm inspired when someone gives someone a word of knowledge and it's just like right on the money. I'm like, that's so great. But the question is, what do we do then? Is it like this idea that the Rubik's Cube is just too hard or too weird or I've got better things to do? You you probably do. But with the Holy Spirit, I want you to read this with me. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. This is just very short. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is giving, given for the common good. It says it like this in, in the NLT. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. The voice says it like this. Each believer has received a gift that manifests the spirit, power, and presence. The gift is given for the good of the whole community. The message says it like this. Each person is given something uh, to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it, and everyone benefits. So these gifts, these gifts of the Holy Spirit, they come to us, and and they're meant for us, not just for us, but for the good of all. Everyone is meant to benefit from these Holy Spirit gifts. I reckon that's amazing. It's not just for like the the chosen few. 
It's for everybody is meant to be blessed by this. And then these Holy Spirit gifts sit like a broken Rubik's Cube in a pile. Because we're a little bit nervous. It's a little bit bigger than us. It's really great when someone else talks about them, but we maybe are not sure whether we can do it. And while that happens, there are people out there who are missing out on this great and amazing gift. I'm going to let you know, I've written this message about five times because I didn't know where to go. I'd just start on it and then I'd, I'd go off on a tangent over here and then I'd go and then I'd, I did all this research over here and, and it's because when you start looking into this thing, it's so like, there's so much to it, kind of like a Rubik's Cube. But way better. It's not a toy. It brings life change. And so we look at these things and I want to encourage you, if you, if you could walk out of here today, if you could leave being online with us today, if you could, you could, you could walk out of here going, you know what? Oh, the, these gifts that God's given are meant to help everyone. And maybe it's just a few algorithms. It's more than that. It's a relationship. But maybe it's a few things that I can learn and then I can do and I can step out in faith and then maybe God could reach other people in an amazing way. The two pictures God's given me while I've been listening to the message over the last season was the Rubik's Cube and this other one. If you could help, help me out with these uh, couple of pot plants here. In my house, I live in like this uh, beautiful native bush and, and it also has some uh, subtropics as well. And, and we've got some taro that grows in our, in our section. And this is, what, uh, this is like the small version of what's in my section. Some of my leaves are like twice as big. It's amazing, right? Uh, and then also, I have this pot plant. This is exactly the same plant. This is exactly the same plant. Can you see that online? You want to zoom in on me? <laughs> this is exactly the same plant. Now, this is not big. In my garden, this is not big. But this, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like doing, like, like uh, uh, I'm not trying to make this small. But it was like these two pictures God gave me is when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we either all want it, but don't know how to do it. Or we go, that's amazing. And then we keep it limited in this small pot, in this small space. The problem is, is that sometimes, somewhere, someone's going to need you to use their gift. And then that's when I want that one. I want to pray for healing with that gift, not with, oh, yeah, well, by the way, I've got this cute little, I've got this cute little healing gift, you know? No, 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 I want to, I want to pull out this one. And there's this picture of these gifts that God says, hey, hey, I want to, you to use these gifts to benefit everyone. Everyone. Let's pick it up from this scripture. It's really amazing. I think this scripture is amazing. One of my favorites. Maybe I can help explain it like this. In Luke 7 and 11, it starts here. And it talks about Jesus went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a large crowd went along with them. And as they approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. 
Then he went up and touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother and they were filled with awe and they praised God. Who's real happy when that happened that Jesus didn't have this gift? Jesus shows us what the Spirit, this, this Holy Spirit gifts are like. I, w- I want you to help you to see this picture. It's like Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd are coming into a town. They're, they're about to enter another town. I'm not sure how far they walked or how far they went, but I reckon they're, they're kind of singing, Great are you, Lord. Can I be on the worship team? No. And, uh, and, and they're singing these songs of praise and they're walking with Jesus and, and they're coming this way. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a gift of faith that's being lifted up. People are believing that, that this is Jesus and miracles are happening. We've just come from the story of where uh, the servant of a, of a, of a, of a guard um, needs to be healed and he doesn't, Jesus doesn't even go to his t- house. And he gets healed. So we're up here. And they're walking in here. There's praise music going. The band's playing. You know, they've got, uh, they've got uh, Mike uh, being the band leader, making sure that they're all in time. It's all awesome. And they're all coming this way. And then from this side, there's this funeral procession. There's a lady. She's already lost her husband. That means in society, she is very, very small. Her only hope is in her son. And now her son has died. She has no future. She has no hope. She is like, she is going to become an outcast. And she is not just mourning that her husband is not here with her. She's not just mourning that her son has died, but she's also mourning her future. And she's walking out and there's people that are calling out and crying out. No, why? Why? It's like this, there's this, there's this sound of a dirge being played as they walk this way. There's, there's praise coming this way and there's belief coming this way and there's doubt and there's sorrow and there's brokenness coming this way. There's joy and there's love and there's the gifts of the Holy Spirit coming this way and there's brokenness and there's pain and there's loss coming this way and we see these two atmospheres about to collide. Do you know that happens every day? Every day there is an opportunity for faith to be coming one way and for brokenness and loss and hurt to be coming another way. And what does Jesus do? I love this. This is what he says. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. And then he went up and he touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother and they were filled with awe and praised God. This is a picture of what these gifts are meant to do when you're going through your day and you're believing that God is a great God and you're believing we're singing, great are you God. Look, we're lifting you up. We're, we're praising your name. And guess what? There is people every day that are carrying loss, that are carrying, carrying hurt, that are carrying disappointment. And we, we come into a place where we can collide. And these gifts are meant for all. The problem is, It's a little bit small. 
It's a little bit small. I would love to be that person up there saying, and then in that moment, I stopped them and I laid my hand on them and I said in the name of Jesus, I want to be that Rubik's Cube moment. But I've got this gift. Now I've got to let you know, this gift can do it. The problem is I just see my gift like that. But what if I nurtured it to this? I've got to tell you, this plant just grows anyway. I'm amazed that this one doesn't. Because Pastor Michael, the, the, the gifted green thumb member of the team, is always going, how the heck does that thing even grow? It just grows. In my house, it just grows. But it's got space to grow. And are we giving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are we giving them grace, uh, space to grow? This is a moment where faith and grace collide. We've got Jesus coming this way. Faith, and then we've got the disappointment and brokenness, a funeral coming this way, and then all of a sudden, grace and faith collide. Do you know what? That God wants to heal people? Are you with me? North, do we believe that as well? Well, God wants to heal people. God wants to raise people from the dead. God wants to bring hope and joy into people's life. Do we believe that? Absolutely. How does that happen through grace? We get what we don't deserve. Yeah? Oh man, sometimes you know you have that conversation, God, I thought you were gonna do this, I deserve that. And then all of a sudden I hear myself going, mate, I don't you don't want what you deserve. <laughs> what I need is grace. And we see this faith and grace collide. Our faith, his grace collide. Would you say it with me? Our faith and His grace collide. We're going to say it one more time. I know you guys are going to do amazing. You don't have to yell it out in the cafe, but you can in the car. We're going to say it like this. We're going to say, our faith, His grace collide. That's what we call a miracle. And these are what these power gifts are all about. Is that God's got this grace that He wants to pour out. He wants to heal, he wants to restore, he wants to make new. He wants to bring joy, he wants to bring future, he wants to bring hope. He's got grace, he's got grace, he's got grace. And he's looking for someone to, to just use their gift, to use their gift so that his, our faith and his grace can collide. When you read these stories in the Bible, I gotta tell you, when you read them next time, just go, my faith and his grace collide. That was a moment where someone's faith and heaven's grace collided. Is that right? Right word, Josh? I'm looking at you because you look like you're a smart man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a miracle happened. When I listened to Jay and he's talking about declaring things over people's life, his faith and God's grace collide. When we, you hear stories of miracles that have happened in strange and amazing places, it was their faith and God's grace. And what I love about that, it's really got nothing to do with me because His grace is more than enough. If you were here a few weeks ago, we talked about it. I want you to understand in heaven, in heaven there is no sickness, there is no pain, there is no disappointment, there is no lack in heaven. Are you with me? 
when you picture going to heaven, there is no point in heaven where you see somebody walking around with a sore knee. My dad's got a knee that can't be operated on and I'm excited that when he gets to heaven that he's not going to have a sore knee anymore. There's no broken bones in heaven. There's no eczema in heaven. There's no asthma in heaven. Can you imagine like seeing an amazing angel just roll up and then takes us like, you know, there's no, there's no asthma in heaven. I know you guys are so bad. And uh, there's, no bro- there's no one with like a broken wing flying around in circles. That's not happening in heaven. There's none of that. And that happens by God's grace. And we live under God's domain. And so when we pray, see, I know that Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. I've given him my broken life for his perfect life, timeless, timeless times. Again and again and again, I've given him my brokenness for his perfectness so that my faith and his grace, that my faith and his grace can collide. And you think, I don't, you don't have enough power. Great. Your faith and his grace can see a miracle happen in an amazing way. I love that the every day, there are everyday situations and opportunities for our faith and his grace to collide where people are carrying their hopelessness, their pain, their sorrow and despair, people carrying their disappointment, their shame and their loss and God's given us gifts, these amazing gifts that if we would give them space in our life, maybe if we would see them a little bit different, that our faith and his grace could just collide and do something amazing. I remember a time uh, when uh, we were up in Auckland. I can't remember why we were there, but a friend of mine gave me a call. He said, hey, Steve, can you come down to some uh, hotel uh, and, and pray for me? I've injured my ankle. Now, the backstory of this is he, it was his first game playing for the Hurricanes. I don't know if you know rugby. It's a super rugby team now. It was his first game. He'd finally made it on to starting, starting for the team. And at the captain's run the night before, um, uh, uh, the day, uh, that day, uh, he'd, he'd uh, twisted his ankle. Now, what he did was probably what I would do. I pretended that there was nothing wrong so that the medics wouldn't look at it too hard and they would pull me from the team. Yeah? Anybody else? Sorry, you're all Christians here. Uh, yeah, thanks online. I know you're with me. And, uh, and so he was, he was like just, he was like, toughing it out so that nobody would know. And so he finds out that I'm in Auckland and he's in Auckland because they're going to play the blues. And he gives me a call, Steve, could you come and pray? Uh, and he tells me the situation. So we're like, yeah, 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 cool. So me and my, my wife, Marama, we drive around and, and my wife is great with directions and I'm terrible, just honest truth. Uh, and so she's like, where are we going? And I'm like, oh, I don't know where it is, but I mean, how big's Auckland? And then, by God's grace, we actually found it. And, and so we turn up and I walk in. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I walked in, I was like a fanboy. I really was. Like Jonah Loma was there, Tana Umanga was there, like all of these heroes were like in the room. And I was just like, and my mate's like, Steve, 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 can you come and pray for me? And I was like, just a moment. You know, like, oh, can I get him? And, and he's like, just can you pray for my ankle? And, and, and so we went down and we sat and there was just like these couches in the foyer and they're all there. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, like I get distracted easily, right? And so I'm just like, I'm, I want to pray and I've turned up to pray, 
but man, I'm impressed, you know, like there's just a lot going on. And he's like, Steve, this is what happens. He tells me all about it. And I'm like, hey, cool, cool, cool. cool. So, you know, lately we've actually prayed for people, uh, someone that had a snowboarding accident and they said that they wouldn't walk for about three months. We prayed for them and a day they were healed. And, and, and there was another situation where someone had tripped over and they'd fallen down steps. They had a little kid and we prayed for them in there. And I'm like, ankles is like, a, like it's a two for one special, you know? But right now we're seeing that happen. And so I start saying this to him. And now we're in this foyer and I want to pray for him, but I'm also aware there's a lot of guys around. So I don't want it to be super weird. Yeah, you're with me? You would appreciate that, right? So it's kind of like, I, I kind of like, I'm trying to grab his ankle, you know? Now he's a massive man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he is, he is a flanker. He played something like 80 games, super rugby. He's a m- massive man. In fact, when my daughter was little uh, and when they were at a concert together, um, she turned to me and she said, hey, dad, his arms are the same size as your legs. <laughs> <coughs> little bit of to swallow my pride right there. And, uh, he's a, and so I'm trying to lean down to touch his ankle, and, I, and, I, and was, but not doing it weirdly, like trying to do my shoelaces up, you know. And, uh, and I'm praying, God, I believe that there's no broken ankles in heaven. I believe that there's no pain in heaven. And I'm praying for him and just got my hand on his ankle. And as I start praying, he's like, whoa, my, my ankle just got really, really warm. I'm like, I think that's a good sign. Is that a good sign? I think that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. I'm talking myself into it and, uh, and, and I'm talking and, and I'm just praying and I'm praying and, and then I'm like, uh, and I'm like, okay, I think that's enough, you know. If there's no pain in heaven, then I pray that there's no pain here. There's no ankle problems in heaven. So if there's no ankle problems in heaven, then we're under your domain. So I pray for that here. In Jesus' name, amen. And can I, can I get you an autograph? And, <laughs> and he said that when we left, he went up to his room he took off his four socks that he had on and the bandage that he'd strapped up by himself. And he said he was perfectly healed. I mean, let's, pray, let's thank God for that. He went out, I think he got player of the match, which is pretty good. They should ask me to pray for them more often. No, just joking. <coughs> when, yeah, anyway, let's, let's move on. I want you to understand is that, that, that's me, that these gifts are meant for everyone. The people that you know, the people that you don't. God has given these gifts, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. Now the reality is a lot of us just jam them all into one, and I think I do too, because I feel like I need all of them. But faith comes in two parts, just real quickly here today, is that we all have faith. We all need to have faith. If we want to please God, if we want to accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we need to decide that we believe who God is and that he acts in his character. That's our first step of faith. But then there's a gift of faith. There's a gift of faith. So we have faith, but then there's also this gift of faith. I liken it like this. It's like there's a measure of faith. Some people just have this amazing gift of faith. They have like this massive tarot of faith. And then others have kind of like this size and others have this size. But what I've learned is you can grow your size of faith and you can be someone who declares things. This is what I love most about the gift of faith. And man, there's so much more to it than this is when you declare something or when you say something over people's life and then all of a sudden, it's like something, a light comes on in someone else's head because you just said it. 
It's like that moment when you say, hey, oh, ankles there, easy. We've been praying for those and they got healed. All of a sudden it's like, well, if we can do it there, we can do it here, you know? It's kind of like that moment where you go, uh, man, can you smell that? That smells amazing. And up until that point, you didn't smell anything. But now all you can smell is, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love this song. Is there a song playing? Oh, I love that song too. And now you can't help but hear that song. Or like when you buy a new car and you never noticed that there was any of those cars on the road before you bought your car. And then it's like, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. one." Look, there's another one and there's another one. It's like faith, the gift of faith does that. It's like God's always been there. The ability for God to move has always been there. But when you declare it and you put it out there, all of a sudden your faith and His grace makes it like, whoa, I could do that. That could be, maybe God would do that through me. I love this. I love healing. I love the, the gift of healing. The gift of healing is like this amazing one where really I want to I have this ginormous gift, but actually all I need is this one and grow this one. And that I would just go, you know what, God? I'm just going to believe your grace is going to be there. I love what an amazing moment that Jesus is coming this way. The widow's, widow's coming this way. Jesus is coming this way. The widow's coming this way. Jesus is coming this way. The dead boy is coming this way. And in a moment, God's grace was more than enough. The Bible says it like this. You only need as much faith as a mustard seed. Most people go, oh, I need more faith. You know what? I reckon you've already got a mustard seed of faith. I reckon it might be the most encouraging verse in the whole Bible. Even if you've got that much faith, you can pray for someone and believe that God's grace can meet you there. And this miracles. Oh man, miracles is an amazing one. And miracles is made up of the uh, altering the laws of nature. Now that just sounds cool. Who would like, who would like that, that one? Yeah, that sounds cool. Great seven here. I'm sure there's more in north. Reversing human condition. This is this what it says. Like there was a blind man and now he's not blind anymore. Deliverance from demons. Don't need to explain that. Widespread Holy Spirit baptism and raising from the dead. And this is a gift that has been given for all. And I would like to unfortunately think that it's not getting used the way that God intended to use Because I think maybe day after day that as we walk into these situations where we're coming this way and where the the woman, the widow woman or the dead boy or the, the community of loss is coming this way, that Jesus looks and his heart goes out to them and he says, do not cry. And then we walk past. I think that might be the saddest thing because we didn't know that our faith And our gifts, plus his grace, could have brought a miracle. If the team did come and join me, that would be amazing. I love it that Jesus would stop and full of confidence would know that God would move here. Not only in that moment did a boy come back from death to life. I mean, that's that's amazing. Not only was there a change in atmosphere of what could happen 
from this death and dark and broken and mourning atmosphere to, oh my gosh, God is amazing. But hope and future and life and joy and possibilities. And I just wonder, for me, did I just pass it by? Did I pass by the opportunity for my faith and his grace to collide? There's so much to this text. I'm sure each person that's preached this over the last little while is just like, man, we're just scratching the surface. But could I encourage you that our faith and his grace are for all. So what situations pass us by every day? A couple of things, if I can encourage you, encourage myself again, create an atmosphere for God to move. Would you be someone who would create an atmosphere for God to move? Just God, I'm believing that you're gonna do something here. And even if it, doesn't look like this, that I have this gift to put out there, I'm still gonna use this one. And man, I'm hoping that your grace is enough. That we would, that we would believe. It often makes me smile that we're called to be believers, but come on, do we believe? Do we believe for those who are hurting? Are we believing for those who are lost? Are we believing for those who are broken? Are we believing for the opportunities that come past every day? Will we create this atmosphere and that we would do our part so that something would happen because of God's grace colliding? Would you set a time some side, aside every month, every week, every day, every morning and say, God, I'm believing there's gonna be an opportunity today. I'm not sure which gift I can use, might be the, my, real, my, my favourite one, or it might be one that's just a little bit smaller, but I'm believing that with your grace, something could happen. And secondly, would you grow and would you invest into these gifts? Because the problem may just be that we all wanna do a Rubik's Cube, but no one wants to put the time in to doing the Rubik's Cube. You know what, two weeks, two weeks. Someone like Josh Moore would have got it in like a day, but we can't all be geniuses. Two weeks, a little bit of time every day. And now, every now and again, I have to go back and remember the little one of them, you know, get a little bit lost. But two weeks to pray for healings and miracles. Two weeks to give more space so that God could grow my gift into a greater place? Would you invest into these gifts? Would you believe that God could use you, speak through you, do miracles through you? That that's the God that we serve. That He says, hey, before you go and do anything else, go and get the Holy Spirit and the gifts that He has that those gifts would come and they would be on you and they would be in you so that we could bless all. That we could bless all. It's not meant to stay in here. 
It's not meant to stay nice for us. In fact, I've got to tell you some of the most awkward moments of my life is where I've had my faith believing for His grace and I'm kind of like, And now they're my greatest stories.